Welcome to episode eight of the Slab Podcast, where the grades matter, there are no rules. As always, we appreciate your love and support, but we have some new news. New Instagram for the Slab Podcast, link below. And also, we are on Spotify, Amazon Podcast, and there's going to be a few more as well. Trying to get into Apple Podcasts, but it is available on Spotify and uh, Amazon Podcast right now. Should have all the episodes uploaded here in the next week. There's one up there already. So go check it out. But, of course, I got completely obliterated inside of our, like, spicy moment from last week. <laughs> it was unfair. Uh, I think the people felt bad for you, actually, <laughs> because I kept beating you. No, I was joking. But uh, our spicy topics from last week, Oak won handedly, like, doubled the likes on me. I think you had, like, almost seven, 18 likes or so. But you had said that uh, Nick And I was said, late. Yeah, you you were late posting it too. Again, yeah, that's that's how bad you you whooped my ass in it. But so you said Nick's section will take the Collecticon trophy. So if you could just explain what that is all about and then what <laughs> what ended up happening, kind of elaborate. Sorry, Nick. I tried. <laughs> we both tried. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was just a case of like wanting some friendly competition. So. We uh, we were a part of Nick Old School Pokemon's section at Collecticon. You know, tables. It's basically a big square, tables all around with different vendors. We were one of the vendors um, there, Greeny and I. You guys probably saw the picture in, in, uh, in my Discord. And, uh, yeah, so the other section next to us was Dan, uh, Catching More Collectibles. He had a bunch of people, you know, in his section. I support him also. And there was a little bit of a friendly wager between Nick and Dan, where I think I think the exact word in us was like a hundred dollars worth of drinks, right? Was for the yeah, by, by the other section of beer, essentially. Yeah. So did that, and um, they discussed it. You know, made the friendly wager, and we were roaring to go. You know, we were raring to go. We were really excited about it, and I figured. Why not get some uh, get some cheerleader support going on there? We're gonna win the trophy for Nick for his section. I'm a part of it, so obviously we can't back Dan. Uh, we're both part of it, so you know we're both invested in that. Dan had some pretty sweet sales. He had a couple of uh, really good situations that happened. So, well, no spoilers. I'm sure he's gonna share it in his recap. I know he, he'll probably be doing one pretty soon. Maybe with Pokey Flips. Maybe they'll be discussing it together. But yeah, for us. He did. Uh, he did just take the cake. He just he just took it. So, unfortunately, despite the um, support on the comment on my spicy topic for I was going to win, it was too spicy. We did not. We did not win. So, yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, when you said it last week, I'm like, damn, like you're doubling down on it. That ain't a good start. We're we're off to rough rough shape already. Like already just thinking we're gonna win it was uh concerning to me. Um but yeah, no, it's uh yeah, we definitely lost. I feel like we definitely lost. I know we didn't even compare exact numbers with the other section, but hearing what uh what some of the gentlemen did over there was pretty damaging to us. Yeah. And uh, I know I did not pull my weight, and we'll get into that a little bit later on in this discussion. But, uh, yeah, it was really cool uh, just having the friendly friendly competition between the two sections. I know all the other people in our section and the other section 
So it was really cool. Just the banter back and forth throughout the week leading up to it uh, was really fun. Um, sadly, like I said, we didn't take the W because that would have been, I would have, I would have been riding that high horse all the way to the next year. So, um, but it's, yep. yeah, I don't even know what my, my spicy topic was, but, uh, that was a good one. Um, unfortunate that it's not true, <laughs> but I think you said, uh, Pokemon would not survive without Pikachu. And, oh Yeah. And, and then we they, have yeah. a new Pikachu. Yeah, and then, which yeah, we then dropped their dropped a new Pikachu. So, yeah, that's crazy stuff. Yeah, I'm glad they're I, doing that. I did have a feeling it wouldn't quite fully go away, but yeah, that's uh, that, that's exciting. I'm I'm glad they're doing something. I'm not quite sure how I feel, how I feel about Pikachu in a captain's hat. I didn't see that coming, but we'll see how they integrate it. Uh, they said that the he's following with the main protagonists, I guess. So he'll probably be in every episode, probably rolling along with them. Yep. So I think we should jump into the spicy topic for next week and kind of get into this Collecticon recap, uh, what just happened this past weekend. So if you could lead us off into this first spicy topic suggestion, everybody down below in the comment section, please post your spicy topics, any comments, like the ones you'd like, and the most liked one will be talked about first in the next episode coming up. So take us away. I love it. I get excited about reading your guys' comments. So please, if there's anything uh, spicy or dramatic or anything you want to talk about, you want us to talk about, anything uh, other people might want to share and, and converse on or listen to, get it in there right now. Just click the comment button while you're listening. Uh, you can You can just add it. My spicy comment is going to be based on my experience this weekend. It's kind of tied into it. And I'm going to say that expensive slabs are a bag. It's so close to what I'm going to say. <laughs> no way. That's crazy. Literally. Oh, man. I mean, you were there. We experienced it together, so... Literally, that's insane what you just said. <laughs> that's Sorry, I didn't mean to mess you up. Damn, you just kicked me right the nuts on that one too, didn't you? Yeah, I'm glad I went first. Um, yeah, so I need to word mine a little bit differently from what I was going to say, probably. Um, I'm just going to say, I guess, black labels are superior to all other cards basically complete opposite of what you just said similar okay. kind of kind of kind of okay yeah so we'll see how we'll, we'll let that ride i think we're i might talk a little bit about some of that later on in the selling in person we'll talk a little bit about selling there while yep. we're at Collecticon, but of course yeah so how was uh how was collect 2023 orlando for you man Did you have a good time like yeah pretty much it was pretty special, honestly. I I loved every minute of it. I don't think there was a downside of any of it for me, honestly. I kind of went there going with the flow, you know, just kind of hitching onto your table and staying on the on your sofa in the in the place that you that you got. And yeah, just kind of like went there YOLO style, like 
let's just have some fun and kind of get together and see the guys and maybe sell a few slabs on the way. Um, and it went, it went really well. I got to spend the whole day with you and all the rest of the guys and I met a lot of really cool uh, customers, a lot of clients and people from all different walks of life. Puggy tubers, bunch of puggy tubers, you know. Got to chat with Puggy Chloe and Puggy Dean and um, a, a few other ones that, that were kind of walking around looking at things. So that was exciting. That was fun. I uh, got to meet Jamin Pokemon, my fellow cookie buddy. And uh, so that was cute. Uh, again, to meet someone that's like an absolute rock star in the hobby, just top percent kind of guy. You know, that was, that was pretty special. So, yeah, for me, it was it, it really was amazing. You know, seeing some of those people and uh, and experiencing it on both sides. Because last year I attended it. This year, obviously, being on the the back of the table with you, being around all the other Pokemon YouTubers and the sellers, and you know, all the people that are really invested in this hobby. Yeah, it really was a special time. You know, during the day just being there, and then afterwards, you know, all the fun that we had with the the uh, the, the the things that we got up to. It was it was. It was it was pretty amazing, yeah. Every direction. What about you? Just generally enjoyed it. Yeah, or... it, it was awesome. This is the first time I've ever flown because for those of you that don't know, CollectCon is only Saturday and Sunday, which is not like most conventions. Most of them, I believe, start on Fridays. So usually I'd get there later on Friday, but this time I showed up early Friday, which was really nice. Be able to get my get down, relax. I was able to go to the pool, enjoy that for a couple hours in the sun. Nice um so that that was amazing so definitely would do that again for the next collect con i would take the friday off to do that um it was awesome playing being able to play poker with a bunch of the guys at the house sorry you missed out on that night unfortunately <laughs> no, it would have been it would have been a good time but um yeah it was just it was a great event had a it was one of my favorite events as far as the mingling hanging out with people and all that the sales wise it was not the best event for me we'll probably get into that a little bit more talking a little bit later but yeah it was superior i was i absolutely loved it similar to denver denver was amazing this was amazing all of them have been amazing i haven't had a bad collecticon trip yet um great for networking as well do a lot of that every time um so it's it's awesome huge cannot recommend it enough so if you're ever there and you don't feel shy, a little shy to say hi, just message me or Oak in Instagram or Discord, and we'll bring you over to the table, say hi, introduce you to a bunch of people. So, love, yeah. uh, love meeting a lot of new people that I have not met before. That was that was awesome. That was awesome. I really enjoyed um, Cod Canoe when he came up and he was like, "Hey, you guys, I've been watching your podcast. You know, I think you guys are really awesome. I really like listening in." That was a cool moment. You know, yeah. that we got we got to experience together. That was that was pretty sweet. So shout out Card Canoe. Um, that was that was that was pretty awesome. I loved that. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was sick. I definitely can't wait to go back again next year. Hopefully, it's the same hotel, and it probably will be because that's what the one they've been doing. But yeah, it's it was, right there. Yeah, yeah. What was your What was your favorite part? Do you think? Probably just hanging out with the with the crew, man. It, whether it was Friday night at the Spicy Mansion or because it was all, like playing poker, played chess a few times. 
um, just drinking beers, hanging out, or the Saturday night hanging out with you and everybody else in the lobby at the hotel, just talking cards and just yeah. making it was it was awesome. Just sitting around. I wish there was like a bonfire almost, but we were in the middle of a, a hotel lobby, unfortunately. Yeah, um, it did feel a little bit like random, right? <laughs> just kind of just kind of like sitting around talking. Yeah, I felt like yeah, like they needed that little edge. All those powwow circled around, chilling, you know. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I, I loved it. I, it's the same for me. I mean, I, it was just like so fun experiencing it with everybody else that have the same interests in different ways, but have the same interests as me. That that was really cool being around those people. I don't have a lot of them in my area, so you know, you guys. Well, you guys that managed to take selfies with and got to chat with and got to know and introduce myself to and and you know hear 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 you talk you know see your faces some of you I hadn't even seen your face before so that was pretty special too. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. There's there's a lot of it, a lot of highlights for me that was uh, would never have happened if I hadn't have gone there. Like, yeah. There's just no other opportunity for that to have happened. So that that was pretty awesome having dinner together. Um, yeah, that was that was funny. You know, oh man, yeah, the twenty happy of birthday, us. Dan. Happy birthday! <laughs> so we did it. We went to a, a a beautiful steakhouse. Like they brought us a, a lot of really nice steaks and chicken and pork and you know all these different things. Bunch of sides and just real good food, good drinks and um, quality, real quality place. And I I took it upon myself to make. Um, had a little bit of fun, a little pizzazz to the night. So I told the hostess that it was Dan's birthday and they came over beating a huge drum, like six of the staff beating a drum and they gave him some cake and sang to him. And he was not super impressed, but he did get free cake. So there is that. I'm going to insert that clip for you guys to watch right here. So enjoy that. Okay. And now we're back. How I hope you enjoyed that clip. That was oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. I definitely enjoyed that thoroughly. Amazing. Cool. Yeah, amazing. It was that was that really was a fun. It was a fun moment. I really enjoyed that. And yeah. then um, yeah, and then obviously we, after that we all like tried to meet up. You know, we all, we all kind of got together at the hotel couple of different areas, you know, got to chat with some of the people. That's that's when I got to meet, you know, a couple of the people at Gem Men and got to actually chat with some of the guys. Dan was there, Nick was there. Um yeah, it was just a just a great bunch. You know, we all got to got to hang out. Have a I had a drink. I you know, I had a I had a bourbon of course. Sip that while we were chatting and Oh, I loved it. All of it. That's just exactly the kind of stuff I was hoping to do. Just hang out with you guys and talk and laugh and joke around and just enjoy it. Enjoy life, being around the guys. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely – I wish I could do it every weekend, but it would not go well with my wife. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wife would not be happy at all. Um, but, yeah, definitely looking forward to the next one. Um, we'll talk about that probably a little later about maybe which one you might go to, maybe if you thought about it, but – I definitely was today. I looked at some of the dates and it looked look looked like there's some possibilities here in the future for me. So we'll see. Okay. Um, is there something that you missed? Didn't get the like? Is there a person or something you wanted to do? Weren't able to do while you're there? Yeah, there was. Honestly, 
I was having so much fun at the table with you and the guys and, you know, talking to clients and stuff that I didn't really go see any tables. I didn't go buy anything or like pick up any Pikachu's for the collection or any yeah. random stuff. You know, I didn't, I didn't really invest any time in that. I'm glad I didn't, uh, but I, like, yeah. I think next time I should probably try and work out if I can do the full two days. So maybe on the second day, I could take like an hour or two and actually go around and, and like really, really embrace the whole experience. Cause I did only that last year and then only this, this year. So I think I would have liked that. And then, yeah, I mean, there was some people that I missed. I didn't get to see that, that didn't come. Um, I know, you know, Echo, he didn't make it. Cam made it, but James didn't. James wasn't there. Um, basic, Mason, Swami, um, PK. I mean, there was like Pika Drew, who else? Chevels. There was a bunch of people. Yeah. Sorry if I missed your name. There's just there's just so I many people sport. there and so many people that I missed. You know, it would have I think that was a thing for me that like I was so sad about when everyone was at Denver. Cause like yeah. it felt like everyone in the world was there and I was the only person that wasn't there. So I really felt that again a little bit in Florida where uh, you know, in Orlando where some of those people that it's like the second chance I had to see them and I, I didn't get to see them again and it's Obviously, it's for good reasons. They can't make it. Everyone's got lives. You can't expect everyone to be there. But all the more reason and fire to make sure I get to another one to try and to try and get a hold of those people. Yeah. What yeah. about you? It's basically the same people. Missed. Definitely sad. Didn't get to see Swami again. Was really looking forward to meeting uh, Echo. I know he earlier <laughs> last year, later last year, he said he was going to come, but. Obviously, work has gotten really busy for him, so good good for that. Um, but sad I haven't got to meet him yet. Um, yeah. But, yeah, all the people you had mentioned and so many more. That Pretty much a lot of the people in the Discord, um, that is linked down below in the description, um, missed out on those people. It's, it's, it's good meeting all these people. Met a whole bunch of new people, and it was really cool. Really cool to see all these people, which was awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. On the flip side of that, it was crazy how many people were there that we knew, like even yeah. like that weren't YouTubers. Like, you know, yeah. it, was, it was, I get to meet people like Swag Daddy was there and Drew and um, uh, Typhosion. And, uh, you know, there's just a bunch of people that like I haven't really seen or interacted with loads of them, like, like a lot of them. And uh, that was, that was, that was really cool. I really enjoyed that. No, yeah, man. I like I like that a lot. What did you think of like the actual experience? Like, I know you didn't really get to go look at tables either, did you? But a little bit of music, you know, a little bit of yeah. So anything. the last the last hour, you were you were there the second day. The second day, the last hour, I did a little bit of walking around, oh, not nice. much. I kind of went straight to the graded guard table, bought a few of those, talked to the guy for a little while. Um, really awesome guy that runs it and then there's a gentleman right next to it uh named simon simon shell or uh simon cell shadowless is his name mm -hmm. but he's working for phantom display and uh was talking to him for a little while but didn't get to go in in and out of all these different booths and look at singles that's i probably would have made more money if i did that this weekend uh buying and selling some singles and 
finding some some jewels out there that uh, I definitely could have, I'm sure. Um, yeah, it, and it was awesome. Like this time, I got a ton of Yu-Gi-Oh binders coming across my table. Um, probably looked through about four or five like older Yu-Gi-Oh binders. Bought one of them. That was really cool. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Just went through it, pulled all the hollows out, and it's a pretty decent stack of stuff. So um, it was really cool. So that that I love that. I absolutely love it for sure. That that was cool too. Like seeing some of the things. I, I know we had a lot of people coming up trying to do trades and. You know, you buying stuff, you trade in that kind of thing. Um, it was cool seeing some of those binders. You know, there was that one guy with a pretty special, huge one that he had all the big like uh, he had like base set stuff in there, right? There was like Charizards and Blastoises and all sorts of yeah. crazy cards. That was pretty exciting. Just to think, people just randomly walking around with a binder like with four Charizards along the top. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that that binder just to put it express a little bit more for people. It was like when you on the front page you could see 16 freaking cards. So you could have put it in an entire like base set of Pokemon, all the hollows in the front cover of this freaking binder. And he had pretty much what was like base set through uh Sky Ridge. There was crystals, mm -hmm. shinings, everything, and he had then more EX era like the binder had to weigh at least 30 pounds. The thing was massive. Big. Yeah. yeah. It, and it was like jam-packed. <laughs> it really, yeah, it really was. That was, that was crazy. That was kind of thing's nuts. Just like walking around. Hey, do you want to look at it? You want to buy it kind of thing. Yeah. Nuts. It, it was interesting um, just seeing like what people were looking at too. Like all the different things people were wanting to see and like that where the eyes went to so i know can i get into that we, yeah. we're good on that right so i got um i got a box and i kind of separated out by price thinking it's going to draw people to like their price point they're comfortable paying for for pokemon cards yeah and um the cheaper like 20 30 dollar stack was like that instantly people were going to that and flicking through before anything else, like nine out of 10 people were going straight to the, the $30 stack and kind of just flicking through almost like singles, you know, it was a bunch of, bunch of slabs there, PSA 10s, cheap PSA 10s. People were very drawn to that um, sort of bunch, sold out, completely cleared out of Old Maid. Everyone was going crazy for Old Maid. <laughs> completely cleared out of uh, ETB sleeves. People loved those. Like I had four or five people came and just completely cleared me out. I had a, I had a bunch. I had like probably twenty or so of them, and yeah, they, they, all the packs were gone. So that's that was good to see. And then, uh, you know, a few people looking at the binder. Not as many as people as I, as I expected. I thought more people would be interested to flick through, uh, look at singles, but sl yeah. cheap slabs seemed to be where people were drawn. And yeah, I did really well with that. People seem to really like it. I only think I only sold one card that was priced over a hundred dollars, which I mean, I didn't bring loads. I brought like a dozen or so. I think I had 10 or 15. I think I only sold one, maybe two in one of the job lot things. Uh, I did sell a set of the Celebrations V Union Pikachu, all four in PSA 10. I think I sold it for one. 70 
Oh wow, yeah, yeah. I think I it was. It. I think I had it at two hundred, and he said one fifty, and I was like one seventy. If I'm pretty sure that's what it was, and um, yeah. So I had a I had a, a couple of nice ones uh, in there, but seemed to be more volume based. You know, getting rid of a lot of cheaper ones seemed to be the bit bigger play for me. I didn't have a lot of like big sexy cards, black labels, you know, perfect tens. I just had some nice PSA tens, you know, a bunch of $30 ones, $40 ones, a few 50, 60, $70 ones, and a few hundred plus. And uh, yeah, it, it was cool. It was, it was a good learning curve seeing like what people are interacting with, people talking about, a bunch of kids. I, I was surprised were more interested in the slabs and the singles they all loved. I was giving away Pikachu cards. I give away a couple of slabs, actually. I give away a few slabs to kids. I'm a sucker for it. Trade up challenge. Mm-hmm. We should get that. Should be a topic we'll get into in a minute. But yeah, I, I just I was really generous to the kids. I really enjoyed that having fun and interacting, and oh, I loved it. I got signatures on slabs from from people that people had given me before. So I've got a bunch of signed slabs now from from all the rock stars that were there. A lot of lot of different learning curve stuff. Yeah. What about you? Well, real quick, what yeah. is there something that you would maybe change next time? Like, like what would say you're going to vend another collecticon? What yeah. would be like your one change? Hmm. I'd probably get my own table so I could have more stuff spread out. Yeah. But that was a really good, like, learning test yeah. to, like, see. I think I would have it very busy and very – not busy as in people, but busy as in the table busy, like a lot of stuff to look at and interact with and a lot of, like, different things in there, I think is what I'd do. I'd have sleeves – I probably have some like pushes or artworks or like the all different types of things, maybe some games just to like bring people there and get their eyes on different things, you know? Cause I felt a little bit like I just had my box and it was just like, they just were looking at P- Pikachu slabs and Pokemon slabs and old maids. So it was a very much a lot of the same thing. And I kind yeah. of felt like I wasn't providing enough of what some other people might want to see and look at. You know, you had, obviously, you had, like, everything, like a million different things. So it was, like, very visually appealing to look at all those different slabs and different greeting companies and different sets and different, like, IPs totally, you know, kind of. I mean, I was I was looking at your stuff more than most people. Like, I was, I kept looking down, looking at all your different cards, like, the whole day. It was very intriguing, all the different stuff. So that was fun. What about you? Like, yeah, what, yeah luck, luckily for you, you, I wasn't it? selling them so you could keep looking at them the entire day. No, yeah, <laughs> they weren't moving very fast, but uh, no. yeah, it was like I had mentioned, I wasn't one of my best selling collecticons I've ever had, and it's self inflicted. I know the issues, what it was, what I did wrong, and it's pretty much sums down to being like too niche in what I'm selling. Um, Knowing that as I was sitting there, what's going on? Why why aren't people buying? I had a decent amount of people uh, coming up to the booth, looking, checking things out. Because like you said, I have a bunch of like eye candy people that come. They walk by, they're like, oh, snap, what's that? Like checking stuff out. 
Um, so that was really good. I had my, uh, I had an amazing rare Kyogre listed for a million dollars. Probably was the most popular card in my booth. So um, much attention. <laughs> so many people so were like, is that really a million dollars? I was like, yeah, it is. That's what the price I'd sell it for. Like it's my favorite card, you know? So, um, it was really funny talking to some of the parents who had no clue. they actually thought they were looking at a million dollar card and it was pretty funny. It was funny, but, uh, yeah, the niche, the nicheness of my booth, like the cards I was selling, um, was what hindered my ability to sell things. Uh, I had recently consigned a bunch of stuff through ZNG Emporium. Mm. A lot of that stuff could have been useful here. And I wasn't thinking at the time, like when I consigned it, I was like, I can consign this. Sure. I got a big PSA submission coming in. I'll just take those to Collecticon not thinking that the things I'm grading are pretty niche and probably most people don't know what the heck they are. And when I say niche, it's like this thing called vending series. Those of you that don't know what it is, um, it's a Japanese only set. It's never been in English. So when people look at them, they're like, I don't know what that is. And a lot of people are looking at comps and stuff. So um, a lot of people didn't know what those cards were. I had Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yu-Gi-Oh is still not very popular there, but it was like my first sale selling some Yu-Gi-Oh. I sold some World of Warcraft cards. Um, I had some Magic the Gathering items. Um, yeah, it all is stuff that probably would would 100% do better on eBay and have when you have all those eyes on it. And, you know, so um, what I've done historically at CollectCons is bring like holographic Wizards of the Coast cards. Um, my entire booth would literally be just Wizards of the Coast Hollows, I had almost zero. In fact, it was pretty dang low, if any. Um, there was a few, but it was not not many at all. I'd literally have my entire booth filled with it, about last sold pricings historically. Now mine were still last sold pricing, but still it was too niche. So um, lesson learned there. Um, I won't vend unless I know I have slabs that are not super niche. But, uh, yeah, like I said, it was self-inflicted. I know the issues, know why I didn't move as much as I wanted to. Um, but, yeah, it was still uh, it was a good time. I learned a few things that, like, maybe it was just a few interactions that I had, but kind of the opposite of what you were saying. I had, I had people that were asking and looking for very specific things. So a lot of them were looking at modern that I had. They really liked modern. The kids were very interested. They picked up the older stuff and put it straight back down. The modern stuff they were holding whilst like they were picking one up and going, oh, I really like that, and then looking if there was any others. You could feel like they were attaching themselves to the modern cards, you know, especially like I had a couple of cheap, like reverse common Pikachus. I mean, cheap, and they were loving them. Like all of them sold like almost straight away. So that was that was cute. They really like the Japanese commons too. Um, I think I would probably go that route. I think I'd probably grade a bunch of modern cards and have loads of those. There's like a whole section of modern shiny reverses, like big flashy yeah. in your face looking ones. Like the the reverse dog phantasma Pikachu, where it's like just kind of sat down cute and it's like the reverse gold foil on that just I mean, it's like like a deer in headlights. You can't help but look at it. That kind of stuff. Really great. Um, 
What I yeah. need to do is branch out though, because that's probably the biggest lesson I learned in terms of like modern stuff. People were coming over. Everybody likes Pikachu, right? But people coming over, they were asking, "Do you have Gengar cards?" The Haunter. I had people asking, um, "Do did I have Squirtle cards?" Um, like specific Pokemon. So you really need a spread. Like I yeah. had someone came over and they said they collect like Slowpokes. She bought a, an old made Slowpoke from me. Who I don't know who's collecting Slowpokes, but that person was collecting Slowpokes. So like. It just shows you need to be able to appeal to the person too. Like no matter what you think is good or bad or cheap or expensive or whatever, like you just need some variation. I think it, it is the biggest thing I learned. And every time that that I had one that they were looking for, they always bought it. They all bought it if they found one that, that they were looking for in that Pokemon, which obviously bodes well, you know, for, for future. So I think there's probably a lot of... I think you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just think I learned like a slightly modern aspect of it. I think what you're thinking with the What's the Hollows is that, but for the people looking for the vintage stuff. So they're like, I want to go... I want to get a hit yeah. on... You know, I want to I get the Gengar. I want to get this or that. You know, I'm looking for the Charizard. You know, whatever. Like all those um, original Hollows... And all the ones probably through what say, not even just base set. Obviously, you know, you got fossil and jungle and stuff, so some pretty special ones in there. And I think it'd be the same thing, you know. I think you'd have, you know, someone come up and they're a Jigglypuff collector, or someone comes up and they're a Caterpie collector. Like, if you got a PSA 10 Caterpie, they're gonna buy it, like, probably. Yeah. You know, that's that's what they want if it's priced well. So, I, I felt a little bit of that. I kind of feel like I need more diversity. Not just Pikachu. <laughs> I need like more of everything. Just uh, yeah. If you're kind gonna of... pick one Pokemon, though, man, that's that is that and Charizard are the are the ones to select. I mean, so I sold, that I sold like what sixty of them, I think fifty or sixty Pikachu's probably. Yeah. That's crazy. That's awesome. Maybe, maybe more. I don't. I should. Ca- I should count actually. Should try and figure out how many I've because I know how many I've I had. Um yeah. I haven't listed. So yeah, I'll uh I should probably check that, but it was a lot. I saw a lot of Pikachu slabs. Old Maid, I can't believe the attention the old maid got. Like people were obsessed with it. They were That's crazy wild. about it. So yeah, much better than it would have done on eBay. So kind of opposite of what you're saying, you know, those kind of things I feel like just appeal to everyone i guess because it's just just a picture of the pokemon it's not even a pokemon card literally not an even actual pokemon card but it's because it's got a pokemon on it people like it so yeah i I wish i had old made instead of my psa 9 vending series because it is literally similar prices like psa 9 vending series stuff is like 20-ish dollars and psa 10 old made stuff was selling for like 20-ish dollars so it's that crazy. was the most surprising thing for me too, and they were right next to each other. Yeah, literally right next yeah. to each other. Yeah, yep. And like You're people like, were have the old maid. Yep. Seriously though, like it, they sold, I sold out. Yeah, like, that's crazy, and that's not a dig at you. It's just I was no. looking at your cards like, what the, <laughs> what the heck's going on? This is nuts. Yeah, I sold a couple Imakuni like uh, cards from vending, but people. Yeah, liked 
And uh, yeah, no, it, vending was not great at all for that. So lesson was learned. It, was it Gengar, the one where you put the two slabs out? Was it Haunter? I forgot. Yeah, it was two Gengars. Yeah. Yep. And you sold, sold one of them to someone yeah. else. Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah I, I, I think Gengar is a big one. Old Maid, I had three people ask me for Old Maid Gengar. Three people. And I was like, no, I sold it on eBay. I sold it on PwC for like, what did I sell it for? It was like 160 or something stupid. It was like it was like ridiculous. Like it was like one of the first ones ever sold. And um I was just kicking myself all the time because I was like, I thought they were gonna be the hardest ones to shift because I had all these amazing, gorgeous Pikachus, two hundred dollar Pikachus that were like so amazing. A, a pop five Pikachu that never even got looked at, like no yeah. one even gave two hoots about. But old maid, give me all your money. I mean, it was nuts. So Really good lesson learned there, um, being on the flip side of it in person. Very different to selling on eBay and through auction houses and through Instagram and to friends and stuff. Like, very different experience, very different things to learn. So if, if you are a big seller online, you should do it because it's kind of humbling. It makes you realize, like, you don't know everything. You know, it was yeah. not, that I, not that I'm saying we do, like, that we're feeling that way, but I'm just saying, like, it really humbled me of like, I thought I knew out of my stuff what, what would sell well and like what would do well. And it didn't. It was the exact, and I, and I did well, like I did okay. Um, but it wasn't the things that I thought were going to do well. It was like the stuff that I thought was going to do terrible. So, yeah. How many cards come yeah. in the old maid deck? Um, I feel like there's like 40 or something. I don't I don't remember. There's quite a few. There's, there's probably like, two dozen Pokemon, roughly, and the trainer and the Pokeball. There's a couple of odd ones. Um, and then there's two of each. So, yeah, I'd say probably 40 or 50, something like that maybe. I, I forget. Hmm. It's probably still a play to grade those based on what I was saying. Oh, next week. 100%. <laughs> the first thing I sold, the first card I sold. I'm not going to say names. The person knows who it was that bought it. I don't know if they want me shouting it out, but I sold it to a Pokemon YouTuber. My first sale was a was an old me card. I mean, one of the arguably, possibly the best old made artwork. So that's probably part of it. Um, one of the most desirable ones. But yeah, still, still my first sale. So if I was going to do Collecticon or a trading card convention in the next two or three months. I'd be getting an old maid in to PSA tomorrow. Like that's the first thing I'd be doing. Like honestly. Right. Nice little easy transaction, $20 build, slap it out the door, man. So easy. Yeah. Yeah. It was 20, interesting 20, to see 20. to see you operate cash only, no PayPal, nothing else, no Venmo, no Zelle, no Cash App. <laughs> and you were just smooth sailing. People, people, I feel like people had hella cash this time compared to other collecticons and that was great that was great to see it people honored my sleeves so much that one guy went to the atm just to buy a three dollar pack of sleeves have you underpriced that bad or they was just i i mean i i, I am probably you know they probably do sell for four or five bucks on ebay but then you're yeah. like shipping yeah, ship the rest it, yeah. of it so i was like even though I'm selling it less, I feel like I was kind of selling them for more on my end, like less yeah. for them, but more on my end. 
no middleman in between. There's no, no services, you don't pay for any services there other than the table, you, you know, yeah. and, and that side of stuff. So I'd bring like accessories. I'd probably bring like play mats, deck boxes and all that. I'd play, I'd get stuff for like graded guard. I mean, that he probably did well, that kind of stuff, you know, maybe like sleeve, um, slab sleeves, all that kind of stuff. I'd, I'd probably do that, honestly. Yeah, those are those kind of things. There was a guy selling really nice play mats at the Tampa convention I went to. And he had one from the London World Championships that had just happened. And he was selling it for like 100 or something dollars. Like some of them like sell like decent money, like some of that stuff. And yeah, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot more than just slabs that people are looking for. It may it may want to branch out a little bit, but I think you could probably get carried away. Honestly, there is just so much. You could just end up getting sucked into everything. You know, there's even toys and vintage toys and new toys and comics and there's Pokemon's on everything. So Yeah. Shout out to uh Ernesto selling those plushies, man. Dude was making a mint over there. There's a table like Kitty Corner from us selling tons of plushies, like the number of things you could find at these collect cons is like endless. It's crazy. Like, yeah, I feel like there's yeah. more and more sports cars though. It's kind of really annoying to see that. Honestly, I'd rather be more anime oriented, yep. but uh, I get it. It's collecticon, so there's going to be sports people. But I feel like it's as sports people start learning more and more about how successful this event is, there's going to be more and more sports vendors and it's going to be pretty annoying so yeah if they're making it bigger and drawing people from other states too you know because at the moment like it's a nice idea thinking have it in each state but the problem is if you do that it's going to be smaller there's probably people some people came down from georgia and stuff you know some of the other closest states for this i, I don't know how many yeah. but i would imagine some did if they're serious and have money to burn like they they probably will so and it's once a year, so I, I kind of like the limited availability almost of Collecticon. Um, I think that's good, and like you say, the sports cards guys. I don't know how, how well they did, but I would imagine. I'd imagine they did well. Yeah, and it was crazy. Like talking talking to the people walking around. Like obviously, every time they come up, I'd talk to them a little bit, mm-hmm. and I'd ask them like, "Hey, is your first Collecticon? How are you having fun? Having fun at the show?" And ninety. 9% of the people I asked that to literally said this is their first ever Collecticon. They're checking yeah. things out. If this is their second time, it was because they came the day before. Like, that was that was the first time. This is the second time. Like, a lot of these people are new to this and still checking this out. So it's, it's still vastly – it's growing. It's growing for sure. I think uh, – we never really touched on it, but I think this Collecticon was pretty small for the number of people uh compared to that of denver and uh long beach when i was there as far as mm-hmm. capacity wise because i feel like there was always a decent amount of space for people walking around even in the hype around 2 p.m or on saturday after all the line was empty um sunday was definitely i'd say 50 percent of what saturday was um so that definitely has an effect on what what wow. everything sales and everything um I don't think it had a huge effect on what I was doing just because like I said, I niched myself out of sales and uh, 
So I'm just going to be the old maid guy going forward. It's <laughs> lock, lock, stock, and barrel. I mean, you are onto some really good points there, though, because you're saying about people being new there. It's the first time. I mean, three people, I distinctly remember three different people said that that was their first slab that they bought from it. It's the first time they bought a card um, graded. And one guy, his his son um, got one, and he, he was talking to me about it. And he was like asking, like, what do you like? What do you do? Like, what do you do? What do you send it? Like, like if I wanted to do that, I don't know anything about it. He just he's obsessed with Pokemon, and I want to, like, I want to help fund his yeah. hobby, kind of thing. You know, want to be a part of it. And I was like, well, <laughs> uh, it's like I don't want to just stand there and explain the whole process, you know, end to end, because it's like a bit of a, you know. It's, kind of like there's a lot of steps to it right it's not just put it in an envelope and send it there you know you yeah the actual physical part and you got the form submission and the mailing and then you're telling through the process and the pricing and there's so many aspects to it so i just kind of you know i don't even remember what i said i think i just basically pointed him to the website and said you know you should check out some youtube channels and stuff they'll be able to guide you better than i probably could but um I don't think he was asking for an in-depth answer anyway, honestly. I think he was kind of more curious. But you're right. I mean, I don't I don't think that many people there were like there was some people obviously we know who that were like buying a bunch of slabs, but just the general public people that were there, it seemed like it was the first time they'd ever been to a collectcon, like you say. And they were just kind of having fun, just looking if they can pick up a slab with their favorite Pokemon on. I mean, it was really like harmless hobby burning money type stuff just like some people went fishing on saturday and spent 20 bucks on shrimp you know yeah. to fish with it's just 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 the same thing so that is was fun that, that was fun seeing those kind of people that like it made me realize there's just still so many new people coming in like so there was so many people that just they seemed brand new to it it's crazy yeah. Still, yeah. even now it's 2023 and people are still joining the hobby. Adults. Yeah, it was crazy. Right, my Uber ride and not jumping on a timeline or anything here, but basically just on the new people talk topic. On my Uber ride back to the airport, I had a guy who was probably 27. Um talking, he was like, Hey, what what were you doing at the convention? What's going on there? I told him it's Collecticon and I was selling Pokemon cards. He's like, Really? I I He's like, I collected Pokemon cards a couple, like a year or two ago, and I got out of it. Like, he did it for one set. He came in for celebrations, com- collected almost the whole set, and hopped wow. right out. He's like, I really wanted to get Charizard, Blastoise, Venusaur. I got all of those, and I almost completed the set, and I was happy with it, and, I, and then I'm kind of done with it. So I was like, damn, that's so weird that you could just hop in, get one set, and not even give a care about looking at other newer sets. So those people exist, which, and I told them, I was like, hey, this new 151 set's coming out. Just like tell them, like, I don't know anything that's in that set, but I feel like it's definitely going to be hitting some nostalgia buttons. Um, And he's like, damn, I'm about to have to go check that out. So he's, the number of people, like, we, like, at Collecticon, those people are (laughs) in the hobby. Like, but how many of the Uber drivers out there are like him in the sense that, they're going to hop back in for just a, a second to get a kick in nostalgia. And that's why some of this modern stuff is freaking insane right now. Like how many people came up asking about Moonbrands? 
I think it was at least four or five people asked me if I had one. Wow. Which is freaking crazy. I enjoyed the there was there was a really lovely lady, lady come up and she, she had a really real cute little kid with her and she was looking through the Pichus and I was like, Oh, you like Pichu? I think she had a Pichu shirt on, right? I don't remember. <laughs> she there was something about her that she was saying like she loves Pichu and I was like, Oh, I'm like the guy. If you want to talk about Pichu, like I could talk about them all day. I am the guy. Yeah, like I'm the one you want to talk to right now about Pikachu. Like I just love it. I love love everything Pikachu. And she and she was like, "Oh yeah, so do I." And put a forearm out, and she had a Pikachu tattoo taken off, like a huge part of the forearm. And I was like, "Oh okay, yeah, you win." Yeah, I do not have a Pikachu tattoo yet. Anyway, and um, yeah, I just felt like that trumped everything. That I, I have honestly, she like literally physically marked herself for the rest of her life because she loves Pikachu. What's even cuter is the Pikachu was dressed as Harry Potter, it was a Harry Potter crossover Pikachu nice. tattoo. Um, so obviously, she's a, a Potter fan, but I, I don't remember if she even bought a slab from me. I forget if she even got one. I know she hmm. was looking at him, she came by like two or three times, she kept swinging by. Um, there's quite a few people that were like really nice. I just enjoyed like I didn't, they didn't even buy anything. It was just fun talking with them, just interacting yeah. and them looking oh, yeah. at stuff. It was nice, right? It was a really enjoyable experience. A lot more fun. I thought I'd be a lot more like bored. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that was expected to be bored like with you, but I just thought like the the act of selling it was going to be a bit more like boring and transactional and actually yeah. i like tried really hard to make it conversational and fun and yeah i mean what do you think did it feel like it our table was like a good experience for people like they were enjoying it in the conversation i feel like we're, we're like pretty happy and having a good time right yeah yeah i think a lot of people learned a lot of things also like just asking questions about the different Yu-Gi-Oh slabs and uh why my kyogre is a million dollars and i got them educated and why i it's my favorite card and just like different stuff like that. Talking hobby with all these people is really cool. Just informing them on different things. Like a lot of people didn't know what vending series was and they were asking about it. And I told them it's a bag. Don't mm-hmm. buy it. So I didn't sell it. <laughs> <laughs> just shoot myself in the foot. But um, no, yeah, it was, it was really cool. The, the, I love talking to people. I could do it. I would love to be an Uber driver just so I can meet a different person every 30 minutes um, and get paid to do it, which would be awesome. So um talking to people is one of my favorite pastimes so i'll definitely thoroughly enjoy being a vendor and uh i feel like I, that's awesome they come to me i don't got to go to the individual booths and talk like, mm-hmm. I feel bad. like i feel bad when i'm when i'm buying stuff and i sit there chatting the dude's ear for a little while because the dude's got other things to do he's trying to make money he doesn't need to be talking to me about his cards i know i can get the feeling sometimes when people are like passionate about it and they want to talk but I feel a little bit more bad about it when I'm the guy buying, talking these guys' ears off, taking away their time, selling to other customers. So definitely like vending. I really enjoyed meeting you too. Not to get all soppy on you, but that, that was pretty special. You know, we got to meet you. Um, we got oh, yeah. to not only just meet, but like spend a whole day together, literally like side by side the whole day, selling and joking around and talking with people and taking pictures and interacting. Like that that was really cool. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, like we say, we got to have the dinner with everyone and then 
we hung out after. And then the next morning, I've been so excited for forever, for like months to like meet DNA. And he came, oh my God, he came and because he, he had like car troubles and issues in the evening, like kind of threw him off. He ended up not joining us by the time I passed out, you know, real late in the middle of the night. And um, he came and joined us for breakfast so so I could spend some time with him before I left because I left Sunday morning. So that was pretty cool, the three of us getting together and having a quick coffee and, and, and enjoying it too. It was like even right up to the last moment, we're still doing things and like having yeah. fun and, and enjoying it. It was, yeah, that that was brilliant in just, just so many ways. I don't, I don't know if I really heard of any bad situations. I'm trying to think of anything that like went wrong for anyone, anything negative, but I don't think so. I think people just generally loved it and had a good time and made a few sales, you know, some more than others, but. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. almost surprised um, that Collecticons, we don't hear like the announcer coming on. Hey, little Jimmy, your mom's waiting up at the front for you. Cause he got separated from his parents or something like, I yeah. never hear of that. I've never heard it. Maybe once in the six I've gone to, but it there was seemed... the first one. There was one early on where really? it was like, "Hey, Ricardo, come to the front. Your wife's waiting for you." His, wife. Was. His wife got him to announce it. It's it like your wife's waiting at the front door. Can you? She was obviously wanting to go and leave. And uh, do you, you don't remember that? No, I, I can't remember his name. It was so loud. Like, like made me jump. Made me jump a little bit. It like it was like the real loud speaker that they used for the music. And um, yeah, it was like, hey, like Richard or Ricardo or whatever it was, can you please come to the front? Your wife's waiting. Your wife Elise is waiting for you or something. And I was like, really? She really had to put that on the loud speaker to everyone. So Feels funny. Bad. Poor Ricardo. <laughs> Get wrecked. He's probably stood chatting with someone at a booth, like having fun like invested in it just forgetting about the world yeah i don't know i'm making assumptions obviously i have no idea it could have been a dog for all i know i don't, I don't know who ricardo was well uh speaking um, of getting loud you've experienced now one time each a little bit of vanilla ice a little bit of yin yang twins any preference yeah. dreadful absolutely dreadful i mean i was i was trying to enjoy it i was trying to dance and get jiggy with it you know have a little bit of fun on the uh on the uh buster move or whatever but yeah no it was rough i could feel the music in my aorta like it was that loud and it was like shaking the my platelets honestly did not enjoy that part at all i really tried hard to stay positive and battle through it but it's not fun yeah it's too loud they just need to turn it down a little bit i think if it any music would have been good. Like music's good to listen to and obviously have a bit of background, bring a bit of atmosphere to the area, you know, instead of it just being quiet and chatter. It's always good to have music, but it's just, it's too much, the volume for me. I know I sound like an old man, but I am. So what about yeah, you? I didn't, I did not think I would miss Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Uh, I could understand him in his words uh, when he was singing. But when Ying Yang Twins came up there to sing, it was more of just like, if you've ever oh. heard of what squealing or, or, or screaming is, the, the heavy metal death core. Screamo. <laughs> yeah. Like, it sounded like, just like constant. Like you said, it was that sound. Bass was turned up to a thousand. 
And yeah. it was just like insane. It, it, how far we were almost the furthest possible booth from the stage. We were like one away from being. Yeah, there. we were next to last, literally the as far away as you could get. Yeah. Could you imagine being next to it? Like you would have been just like, you, you got to wait because I, I, I can't do this. Like it's insane. It was in, it was way too loud. Yeah, it it was funny because I remember last year. I think we talked about this already. I remember I remember last year thinking like, oh, when Vanilla Ice came on, it was so loud. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't bring my daughter. You know, should have been three. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm really glad because I nearly, very nearly did. And I was like, oh my god, I'm really glad I didn't because that was way too loud. Like, shoot, that would have not been a good situation. And when that uh, group started playing, when the music started getting crazy. I literally saw because we were like the one of the main aisles, you know, coming away from it. I literally saw people walking with the kids away from, <laughs> literally like strolling away from the stage with their kids past us, and like as fast yep. as they could. Uh, half a dozen of them. It was so blatant. Like uh, I don't, I don't get it. I think it's odd. I think that's the number one complaint from everyone that was selling. That's literally the only complaint I think I've heard. Honestly, like every time, every single time. Yep. Just literally every time, every every person says it. I don't, I don't think anyone was like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> really enjoying this. Mm-mm. I do love that song, the uh, the, the Get Low song. That's, that's, that's a banger, but, man, it was. I don't know. I no. don't remember. I don't remember. It was like, like you say, it was like so loud and muffled. and It wasn't even like good quality. I don't know if it was the microphone or the speakers, but like. It wasn't even clear. We, you, yeah. see, you couldn't even tell what they were saying. Maybe it was just because it was so loud, just too much vibration and bass. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. What do you What do you think in terms of like the the difference from Orlando to the other ones? Because you've been to quite a few. So, like, what do you think is that was like the biggest standout difference between Florida? Or was it pretty similar? Not music wise. I just mean Plexcon in general. Yeah. So. Orlando 100% had the best hotel out of all of them. All, mm-hmm. yeah, not no, not even. The Denver was the worst so far to travel between the Collecticon Hotel and the Convention Center, probably half mile walk. Um, so that was rough. Long Beach had a really good location, really close to the water. is beautiful there as well. Hotel there was nice, but Orlando's was way nicer. Mm-hmm. Um, and right there. Yeah, yeah, Orlando is literally, it's kind of connected. You kind of got to go across street or across like a, whatever it's called, a uh, what a little bridge. But, um, but yeah, it's right there. It's five-minute walk from the hotel, really, really seamless. Um, yeah, it, I don't know. It, similar in the sense of the other ones, but I feel like the layout was definitely different. It was kind of more elongated the entire square the the floor plan um mm-hmm. it's more elongated than denver denver was definitely more of a square probably a big rectangle but it was closer to being like a square floor plan versus um i feel like orlando. it was last last orlando one felt more of a square it didn't feel yeah. as, as long as well, i think they changed the area that it was in yeah but we know people i think it was like section 27 weedle's warehouse had his little half section back there 
Um, and they definitely said they had really good traffic. So everything was still good back there. So I don't think it really affected many things. And I noticed like when the doors open and they let people in, they were just walking down the rows. They weren't going section to section to section to section. They were kind of just walking in and just you're doing like a quick glance when you're doing this walking between you got stuff on each side of you. Hmm. There's the, there's the people that do go section the section, just figurating around each one, like to complete them all essentially. But it would, it's not everybody, not nearly. So much to see. So much to see too. Yeah. I mean, you just, you got to kind of browse around a little bit and just see if something catches your eye, I guess. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like my box, my Walmart stolen Pikachu Pokemon box thing works really well for like catching eyes. I put the little symbols or whatever, you know, little post-it yeah. note things on Price it. Price tags on there, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, my I'm wife made clean. those. Yeah, it was oh, clean. She's got she's got really good handwriting, so I got a, I roped her into doing those. But yeah, it was uh, it worked. It, whatever. Yeah. Did you do any uh, buying and selling in person or? Or buying and trading, I mean, not selling. Mm. No, I think I told everybody no. I was trying to get rid of stuff, and I really wanted to. I think, I don't know if it's like a comfort level thing. I think I just don't have a hard time, like, bringing that together. It feels really separate for me. Like, when I'm buying stuff, and I'm hunting, and I'm researching, I know the price I want to pay or the max I'll pay, and all that situation, and then the selling, it's almost like two different sides to the hobby for me. It's like very separate things. So the thought of like buying something or like trading or like mixing them together, it just doesn't feel as natural for me. It's just because it, I've never done it. I've never really done it together at that same point in that way. And also like no one was selling stuff that I'm interested in. Or like have that much knowledge and no one came up to me with like nice Pikachus or anything like that I've been buying lately, you know, some of the stuff that I'm kind of into and some of the stuff that I used to be into, you know, some of the old Watsy stuff. Like you had that guy come up with like Yu-Gi-Oh! and there was the guy with like the insane Watsy binder and um there was what else was there? I'm trying to think what else it was. There was a bunch of stuff that like it kind of put me off. I was just saying no to everyone because I was like, no, I don't no, I don't buy. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. just not. I, I wanted to sell. You know, I wanted to get rid of stuff and and um, focus on that. Yeah. What about trade up challenges though? That kind of lumped that in with those trading in person. No trade up challenges you accepted. We're good. <laughs> Did I lose my enough. internet? I don't know what happened there. Yeah, my internet cut out. Um, Did you hear what I asked? I can re-say it. Yeah, you want to do it and edit it? Yeah, I'm going to probably trim it. I'm putting the time down. To cut it out. Sorry. You're good. Um, Yeah, so did you do any trade-up challenges, or did you accept any of those? Yeah, so we had the uh, really cute little girl. She had a, I think she had a little sister, a little brother with her, and then the parents were there. I think you observed the dad checking prices and stuff. You're very serious. And the mum was checking all my nice expensive slabs. And she was just kind of like, this is what I got. She didn't even look at what I had. Like, I don't think she was that interested really in yeah. actually the 
the card and trading up. She just wanted to get something more expensive than what she had. So yeah, I gave in. I asked her to sign a card. <laughs> I got I got this slab signed from her and I gave her like a I don't remember like a forty, fifty dollar card or something. I don't know. Do you remember what card it was? I forget what it was. It was a Pikachu. <laughs> That's all I know. It's definitely a Pikachu. I, f- I think it was Japanese base. If I remember right. PSA nine. Yeah, I think it was that one. So maybe it wasn't a fifty dollar slab. Maybe I'm wrong. But it was more than what she was offering anyway. Definitely a trade up, you know, in that sense. Nothing too crazy. But yeah, I gave her that and I I I got a little memory of the first trade up challenge that I accepted by getting her to sign it. Did you did you see her face when I asked her to sign it? You stood right there. She was Yeah, I didn't see her face, but I saw, I saw her sign. Absolutely gobsmacked. She was like, What? She was, I don't think she knew what like a signature was. She, she was like, Well, like write my name on it. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, yeah, like I want you to like write your name on it. Like I want it for me, like as a memory. And she was like, Okay. She was like nervous about it. Like I don't think she realized I was just yeah. I was just like wanting to keep it. You know, it was a kind memory, a sweet, a sweet memory. And um yeah, it was sweet. She she wrote a name and it all like nervous and tried to make it all really straight and clean and tidy and yeah, give us that. They were super happy. Hopefully, they traded up something good. I should probably try and find on YouTube if they. I know she said they were taking pictures. Maybe they put it on Instagram or YouTube or something of like what the end result was. But that was, it was fun, fun to be a part of. Whatever. I mean, I don't know how many more I'd do in the future because it's just throwing money out the window, but. I do, you guys know, I do like investing money into people in the hobby, you know, doing giveaways and um, giving back, I guess. I've taken so much from it, honestly. <laughs> I've taken so much from from the community. I, I, I don't feel bad about giving money back every so often, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so you accepted only one trade-up challenge? I think. Like, did yeah. I do more? I, don't know I gave a load that. of stuff away. I gave some kids. I yeah. just gave some kids slabs. Like I get, and I gave a bunch of singles away. Um, I think I gave away two slabs, two cheaper ones. Yeah. And then I gave away a celebrations blastoise to a kid that he wanted. Um, because they didn't have cash or something. I forget what it was. There was something wacky, and I was like, "Just take it. Have fun. Merry Christmas." You didn't know, right? You didn't do any trade up stuff. I did two of them out of oh, 10. you did out of like 10. Yeah, it was freaking insane. Was that the Sunday or the Saturday? I don't remember. Uh, it was you like two of them on Saturday. Sunday, I just gave all the little kids the middle finger because I got fed up with it. <laughs> I was, I was like, dude, I, I was like, I don't remember you doing one on Saturday. The, the that one dad that like that pissed me off like when the girl was doing mm-hmm. a trade like you got to respect the freaking vendor enough to at least have respect for your kid to not screw them you know what they're doing like if you did get, you do one of the other cards was that one of the I two? didn't do yeah I didn't do them no okay. it was somebody else but like the dad checking comps on every freaking card telling his daughter yes or no is kind of weird. Uh, that dude needed a, probably a swift kick in the nuts. Definitely. Yeah, it was, was kind of weird. It, I didn't like the feeling of that, but yeah, I, if a little kid's going to do it and go out of their shell and come talk to me and their dad's not kind of 
whispering in their ear like, hey, you need to take them for another $10 because this isn't good enough. Like, get out of my face, dude. I'm going to hit you in the mouth. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. I also love the the adult on when we left. And he said that he he was like making a YouTube video. He was like a YouTuber or vlogger or whatever. And he was going to do it the next day. And didn't he ask us like, he asked us if we had any slabs or so. He asked, I forget what the question was. Nope. He was like oh, trying God, to ask us if we had something, right? Yeah, I don't remember. I blacked him out, luckily. Yeah, I feel like he was like trying to get a gauge on like, would we give him anything towards it right now? Kind of thing is, I think is what he asked. It's like, he, it's like, you have anything like as a base point or something? I think it was the question. It's like, bro, literally an adult and you pay for your ticket here. Like, you can probably buy one card to start with. Yeah, at least start it. Yeah, just, I mean, you can buy a $1 card probably from someone who'll have a, a, a binder for a single. You can buy a one card, $1 card. I mean, I don't know, odd. Definitely, definitely odd situation. Did meet a couple of interesting people, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I got to use I got to use some Polish. I don't know if you did. You hear me? I, that one lady was Polish. I know. I didn't know you spoke it. So she, it, I very rarely. I, I'm really interested in languages, and I know a little bit of a few languages. Polish is one that I know was very basic, not very good conversational, but it's just a little hobby of mine. I've got a bunch of different hobbies. I really like learning languages. So Polish was a fun one because I used to run a restaurant over in England and my chefs were 90% Polish. So I used to ask them questions and learn and try and pick up a lot. I learned a lot of very bad words that I'm not going to say right now, but also learned some like basic common phrases and greetings and stuff. So we were talking like she was very, I mean, you saw, you were like laughing about it, but she was very conversational, um, you know, talking through um, her, her kid, like wanting to buy a slab, they bought a slab, you know, a cheap one. I think that was the one that I gave the pastors to. I, I don't remember. I looked after them. They absolutely wiped the floor with me. Like I was yeah. definitely a loss, that that one. But still, um, it was fun, fun interaction. We got to talking and she was talking about um, – a husband uh, having like Polish family and that her family was Polish and she obviously had a Polish accent, but I didn't, I didn't pick, I didn't even think when she was talking that she was Polish. She was just sounded like she had an accent because I, you hear so many accents in Florida. Like Florida yeah. is just full of people like me, just like, um, uh, what do you call it? Immigrants, like immigrants, like me, aliens, you know? So I'm used to it. But she, when she said, Oh, like my family's from Poland. I said, oh, Jean Dobry. And she was like, what? I was like, Jean Dobry. And she, and she was like, oh, my God, you speak Polish. <laughs> she said it in English. So it was like, she was like, was, still wasn't quite sure if I could actually speak it. Like, couldn't believe that, like, someone spoke to her in Polish. I was like, yes, come on. Like, I, I like, like, had a very small, quick conversation. I was like, I can't have a full conversation. I'm, I'm not fluent at all. Please don't get me wrong. But I've, I know a tiny bit. And that was it. She was hooked, and she like, you know, she was like, loving it. She just thought it was so fun that that like yeah. she met someone that could say that. So like those little moments, like did spend nothing. Like I probably made a loss on that sale, but it was like just a fun interaction with her. The son was so sweet and so cute. Like I gave him a couple of Pikachu's and stuff, and I'm pretty sure that's the one that I gave the the celebrations blastoise to and stuff. Looked after them. 
Yeah. You know, I said I said hello to the dad. You know, he he rocked up and stuff. So, yeah, it was fun. I had a lot, a lot, so many memories for one day. It was like insane the amount of different things, just the experiences you have. Was there, was there any particular customer that stood out for you that you really enjoyed? Um, one I got to meet uh, Vintage Yu-Gi-Oh. Finally, he he came and he, he was oh. my first sale. He uh, came and purchased yeah. the Yu-Gi-Oh card. Um, Vintage Yu-Gi-Oh is for those of you who don't know him. He's Guess he's basically like Jim and Pokemon, but for Yu-Gi-Oh, he's got PSA 10 collection, crazy, crazy stuff, prize cards, also just an absolutely absurd collection. Um, big fan of his, and he's got a YouTube channel similar to Jim Mint doing uh, PSA returns for Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and he dabbles into CGC though. He he definitely mm-hmm. respects when he respects when the card isn't going to 10. He sends it to CGC to get the nine five. Yeah. Um, he's pretty, pretty bright on that. So it was nice talking to him probably for 20 minutes. I talked to him. Um, it was really, really cool getting to chat to him. I had purchased some things and talked to him on IG, but getting to meet him in person was really cool. So that was awesome. I mean, I mean, if there's anyone that you want to meet and like have as your first sale, like it's got to be that guy as a Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. Person, right. You have some really cool Yu-Gi-Oh cards too. I didn't realize like some of the artworks of like the real nice Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, like they were really stand out. There was that, what was it? It was like Mirrored Sky or something. What was the name of it? It like looked like, like just like a beautiful picture of like a sky or like, um, I forget. It was expensive one that you had in the case. And I was like, yeah, geez, I like that card is gorgeous. Like that is a really beautiful card. I've never even seen it before. Never even heard of it. Yeah, That's the cool. name does not ring a bell whatsoever to anything I had in there. No, I'm definitely just butchering the name. <laughs> That's what's throwing me off. I had too many Yu-Gi-Oh cards to pin it down. Magic Mirror, Mirror, Mirror Force, Mirror Force, Mirror Force, purple one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, think, I love that card. Gorgeous, beautiful. You pointed to it. I think you talked to someone about it and looked at it. And I was, I was like. Oh my god, that's a pretty special card. Like, there's some really nice Yu-Gi-Oh cards. You, you kind of got me intrigued to start playing around a bit more because I don't have many. I, I mean, I have like a couple of packs worth of, of it. So it's cheap. Booster boxes are really cheap compared to Pokemon. Oh, I know, but I'm scared to dive into a, yet another thing. So I'm going to be interested in. I'll get sucked into it. <laughs> I would yeah. too. I'd definitely get sucked into it. I feel like we should talk about other vendors too. Yeah, kick it off. I think it was cool being so close to Jake Pokonomics, literally at the next table. That was very special. I had a little bit of like imposter syndrome. I think during uh, during our time there, you know, next to you, like all these incredible slabs, and I've got Jake with like amazing like star wars slabs and stuff and like lord of the rings packs and then i've got old school pokemon that's like one like the height of buying and selling in the hobby you know and oh my god uh, brad you know zod hunter he was there it's just like so many people crystal and palatine our section was just like vandy vandy, vandy next vandy to you right right next like poke stone like it was just like Walrus uh, was there in between Jake and Old School, right? Yep. Like it got like a action packed section. It was crazy. 
So that was like, I don't know, it was just inspiring, I guess. It was like a good feeling being around those kind of people that you you watch on videos and you talk with on Discord. Like, I think they're probably all in the Discord, like, uh, as far as I can think of. And um, just being there, like, next to them while they're making money and having interactions and talking about things that they love and enjoy. It's a really cool experience. I'm telling you now, guys, excuse me, if you sell cards, you got to do it at least one time. You've got to get in a section with these guys and get near them, you know, and be able to like talk with them and, and see yeah. them. It's, oh, it's, I love that. It was so fun. Yeah. What about I you? Did... More time to go talk to the guys during the convention. It was, it was busy enough to where I didn't like, if I went and did something, it was to go to the bathroom. I didn't have much time to turn around and go busy. talk to a lot of people, but. Yeah, having Jake right there to shoot the crap with quite a bit was pretty fun. Uh, and yeah. his uh, his girlfriend there as well was cool talking to her. So, was it Sarah? Sarah, yep. Yeah. She was so sweet. Yeah, everyone everyone was just so kind. Like all the wives that were brought and, you know, all the, all the people that I hadn't met or like really watched in like YouTube videos. It was the first time meeting from Discord and stuff in person. And the other section too, I'm, I'm not just talking about our section and 27 like just everyone basically that was there brilliant absolutely brilliant there was i didn't meet a single person that i didn't like all weekend it was fantastic yeah yep yeah it was really cool i like you yeah. said though i wish the number one thing i wish i had more time to go check out all the other booths i yeah. love looking through binders and looking at singles and man which is why i almost every other time i flip flop vending not vending vending not vending but yeah. I also, yeah, so it's going to depend primarily next time if I have like the types of cards I want and I think are not what well, you have. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not going to try force selling things I have just to sell them. Like basically it's what it, what had just happened um, at this Collecticon. So um, I, I wish I would have got around and seen other people's prices on some of their yeah. slabs because some people had the same slabs, some of the Pikachu's as me. Um, on a couple of tables, or t- I didn't look at many. I looked at a couple, and they were way higher than than my prices, like 40 percent higher than, than some of mine. So that was intriguing. To like, I was like wondering, like, if they were selling, like, if like people buying it at that, if people were looking around, trip around, or if they were just looking at it and going, "Yep, that's the one I want," and buying it. I don't know if maybe I was too low, or maybe I was good price. I, I would have liked to have done a bit more like research in other people's tables and see where other people are at. Yeah, for sure. So overall convention goals met, not met. What do you think? Yeah. That? I mean, I didn't, I guess I don't really have any goals. Honestly, my goal really was just to hang out with you and the guys and kind of spend some time. And I did that. Um, money wise. Um, I was hoping to sell some of my nicer cards you know duplicates and extras and stuff that i had some of the, some of the better stuff that i i just didn't need um but yeah it's what it is gives me a reason to consign them now i guess <laughs> and then um yeah i know not anything really specific i know it's kind of a boring answer but i just kind of really want to spend time with you guys and have some fun and kind of get away for the day so what about you did you we kind of touched on it last week but do you feel like you met Maybe it's goals that were not monetary. Any any of those kind of goals? Yeah. It was, so basically, the three goals of collect cons is like uh, making money, networking, and just hanging out with with the 
the community essentially, which is kind of networking, but not yeah. really focusing on that. It's more just hanging out with the people and getting to know them more. Um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely think the networking, hanging out, check those off really good. I had a great time um, talking with all the people I wanted to talk to and everybody else. It was awesome meeting all the different people. So that was definitely a check mark. But yeah, <laughs> when you look at the money, not great situation for what I had going on. Um, paid for the trip, essentially. That's about good. it. Line that up pretty good, but uh, yeah, n- nothing up too far above and beyond. It was lackluster from other cons, but I would be more upset if I knew, didn't know why. Like if I, I was like, man, if I had all these right slabs and they weren't moving, but I know for sure it was too niche. Like it was way too niche, and you just need to take a look at what you're taking if you're going to sell. Um, cheaper stuff is obviously ideal. Uh, if you, you definitely need to price every single card, I did that. You did that. Vandy, mm-hmm. and pretty much everybody at our section had a price on every single card, which is the way you need to do it. Definitely. Um, which is, yeah, you can't can't not do that. Uh, raw cards seem to do pretty dang well. Standing right next to Vandy flips Pokemon. He uh, go follow him on whatnot for sure. He's a, he he kills it on there. But uh, was he doing yeah. it? Was he doing it out the um at the binder? I forget. No, no, he had raw singles in one of his displays, and he had slabs in another. So he just had them priced out individually. Yeah, in card so, savers. Yeah, yeah, he he yeah. picked up a lot of trades. Like he had a binder. Like it was one of the first trades he did. He got a whole binder for a couple slabs or something. So he was eventually selling out of that unpriced cards, and he had to check up comps. And the internet was great. That was not touched on yet, but Brilliant. the internet there, I had no issues with Verizon. Perfect. 4G, five bars, no issues whatsoever. Looking up comps on the fly, no no lag. Um, but yeah, definitely a lesson learned there, selling wise, and uh, take it take it on the chin and move on. Would like you use the case thing. again? What? Would you use the, the cases again? Good question. I know. Yes, I probably would. And what I would do, like if I had my own table. Um, I would turn that. So basically, if you if you rent two cases at Collecticon, they take up your entire table if you put them horizontally. You can orient them 90 degrees and they're vertical. And then you could have some more stuff in the middle or on one of the sides if you put them together. That would be what I would do. And then I would bring I have a couple of things I can set up there. I could put a couple of great games or something to give it a little bit more 3D-ness instead of being so flat, just straight displays. It doesn't stand out it doesn't pop that was kind of what i did like about my other things i had i had a little bit more space for other things like i could put uh, a shoe box of slabs so they could flip through them in addition to what's inside of the displays so yep i would do them again probably just for the sense of having those because they hold a lot of crap but then i would definitely rotate them to 90 degrees and give me that space in the middle I didn't have anything. I didn't plan to bring anything to put in the space in the middle. So I didn't do that in the second day on Sunday. So I didn't have something to fill the space. So, but yeah, definitely $40 per case was not bad. Um, So hundred percent. What about you? Would you rent one next time or would you do something on your own? Um, If you were out of state, couldn't drive it. Say you're going to like Denver. Mm, I would probably, I'd probably rent one 
and have the other half of the table with like like random, your box and other random other stuff. Things. Yeah. 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 yeah I, some, some I don't know. I, I guess it, it, the other question is what you were saying, like what I have ready, like what do I actually prepare for and get ready? What kind of stuff is it? Is it cheap stuff or is it like nicer mm-hmm. stuff? I kind of feel like I'd like a case like you had. We had a case with like nice stuff in. Like you had way nice stuff than I'd ever have, but like the nice stuff for me in a case. And then on the other side, just random like cheaper stuff, slabs, singles, accessories and like little fun things like just things that people seem to like little kids like and stuff maybe a couple of little mini pushes that kind of stuff um i'd probably do that like kind of like what i was saying earlier just have like a bit of a diversity there you know a few different things i think that'd be fun to like attract all different people and then maybe catch their eye on something else you know get something else too i don't know mini mini a mini card and all you know, store, you you know, like all different things where you walk around, you're like, oh, actually, I want that. Oh, I want to grab that. Like, you know, things catch your eye kind of thing. It works. I mean, yeah. supermarkets do it. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely do, man. So, I had a salad for lunch. That's pretty good. It was... Best uh, salad yeah. you ever had? Yeah, it was a salad. <laughs> yeah. It was all right. It wasn't bad. It was actually pretty like fresh. You could tell they literally just made it that morning. You could tell it was it was really fresh. It was just pretty basic. Yeah, nothing too crazy. You didn't even eat right at lunchtime. I I had three granola bars through the day, and I kept uh, filling my face with uh, Pokestone sausage. So <laughs> you had sausage. Yeah, he had little. He had a, like a packaged up pieces of sausage that I literally was slaying. I I ate. I wasn't hungry. I had yeah. I I didn't taste Pokestone sausage. I didn't. I wasn't offered. He didn't. Uh, yeah, he didn't think no, you could take it. Yeah, no. He probably he probably thought you're the man. You're the man right. for the job. Yeah, he, yeah. I can <laughs> I can take some good sausage. It was good. Really good. Appreciate you, Pokestone, if you're watching this. He, he, was, as well. he was awesome. Yeah, he really was awesome. I was excited, excited yeah. to meet him. Uh, dinner was good too. That I actually did have some really good sausage at dinner, and that steak and uh, pork, the chicken, all of it. It was crazy. Yeah, that was brilliant. Um, yeah, breakfast was good and good. Yeah, let's just tell him yeah. about everything. I had hash nope. and eggs. <laughs> Was that you said that was your first ever Brazilian steakhouse, right? Yeah, I'd never even heard of it. I didn't I didn't know steakhouses were a thing in Brazil. I don't I don't I don't even know that was like a special thing that like Yep. Yeah, that happens and they will bring them out and slicing it on the table and they to like grab it with ice tongs. Yeah, it was it was crazy. It was very interesting. You definitely gotta take the wife sometime. She'd be uh she'd be impressed. Yeah. It's funny because like we've been together like 10 years and i was trying to explain to her the place because like i'd never been anywhere like that and she was saying oh you mean like a brazilian steakhouse i was like when have you ever been to a brazilian steakhouse how do you even know it's like last tuesday with the girls where were you like like seriously like what we don't even have one in town like what (laughs) what have you ever been to one she's like oh yeah brazilian steakhouse 
So yeah, I guess we'll we need to figure that out. <laughs> Go do it as a couple. I don't know. I've been on some dates or something. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, one of my no, talk about a little bit uh, after dinner later that night. We had uh, talking, hanging out with the buddies. The an executive from CDC stopped by. So those of you mm-hmm. staying late into this this podcast, appreciate you guys. Hit the like button. Hit the sub button if you're having a good time. But yeah, please. Um, not going to drop any names, but talked with him a little bit, and he was given a little bit of different hints and stuff going on. Any of them, obviously, you were listening. Any things that he said that you look forward to if they end up doing? Can we talk about it? I don't yeah, know. If well, I, like... I didn't sign nothing. <laughs> my favorite part. Like... My favorite I feel like part. Like the insider secrets. I didn't. Th- I didn't think we were allowed to tell anyone of that stuff. Well, my favorite part is they might be doing some packs here soon, so that'll be really cool. Oh um, yeah, that was a cool one. Uh, he said they've been working on it for a long time, and they just they're afraid of different things going on. Um, just want yeah, to prevent he, things being damaged. He, so. he get he did do a good explanation on that too. He was saying that they generally. Um, in the case, have the ability to either press in the edges to hold it still, which therefore you're going to hurt because you're clamping it down. You're going to possibly damage it or you like just hold it in place and then they can move around and get damaged because they can move around. So the way he was explaining it, I hadn't really ever thought about it that way before with PSA slabs, but like he's probably right. Like either way, they're probably going to get damaged. I don't know what, the verdict is on that. The only thing I yeah. could think of, I was trying to piece in my mind when he was saying it, what to do. Kind of like how they sleeve some of the nicer cards, right? Uh, some of the grading companies will do that. Or basically put in the pack in like a sleeve or like uh, like a, a rubber guard or something along the top and the bottom and then stamping that and holding that in place. So something like a protection in between the hard plastic case being sonic welded and the actual pack maybe like a some kind of soft plastic in between something like that i don't little, know little gasket or something yeah 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 you know i mean you're in fastness you know exactly what you went straight to the engineering side of stuff but yeah the um yeah a gasket that exactly perfect yeah no that'd be cool and then uh i i had I had inquired about population reports and stuff for the other TCDs, and it sounds like that could be happening this year, especially for Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. Been wanting one of those. It took them a while for Pokemon, as everybody knows. I think it was like the two-year anniversary it dropped. Essentially, like pretty close to that is when we got population reports for Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Or it was like the one and a half year. I can't remember, but it wasn't. It took a while. It took a while. So all of it's there. Hopefully, we get that this year. And I think the other one that he had discussed a little bit was the uh, possibly making some changes for the perfect cards, which would be pretty sick. That would be that would be insane, doing some type of differentiation between perfects, pristines, and stuff like that. So that could be that could be pretty awesome. I did like the, the couple of ideas. Um, I'm hesitant to say it. I don't... Yeah, we don't got to divulge. I don't give too, too much in, but yeah... The the ideas that it did throw out that they were that they were uh, trying to figure out see if it was going to work I guess they're like testing and you know just checking how things are sound pretty good honestly uh, I think it's pretty exciting I think there's a lot of opportunity there 
for current perfect slabs. Um, yeah. No, I'm going to go buy them all up now. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I do kind of feel like there might be a little bit of a play there and getting reholded, right? Yeah. So currently already perfect and they're willing to cross them into a perfect again. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned. Might be a little uh, player rooney there, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, a lot of pretty interesting, sexy stuff coming out from CUC, I guess. They're, they're, they're probably not a lot of effort to not go stale. I think if you're not changing, you're not growing, you know, you need to be constantly evolving. The market's changing, demands are changing. Like people are much more stringent on what they're buying and grading and stuff now more than ever. Like people want the best, they want the hottest new thing the best new thing they want black labels you know they want um yeah they want they want the best they can get for their money so cdc seems to recognize like that they need to carry on making improvements and that they're not perfect and you can't just keep it how it is looking at you bgs and there's definitely some changes that could be made um but yeah that was that was cool seeing him um especially seeing him with everyone else and everyone else like having different thoughts and questions and conversations going on. I think one-on-one -on -one we may not have got, I may not have got as much out of him as what he said, but being in that environment, it kind of helped feed him and his conversational um, style that he had. So that was cool. Definitely. That was a good time. Cool. I'm trying to think if there's anything we missed, anything that we haven't touched on. Going to Dallas? Mid-May? Foxconn? May? How is it so soon? What month is it? Oh, it's three months. Triple May. No, it's like two months. It's like two months in a week. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Let's chat with wife of Rooney. See what she says. See if she's going to a Brazilian steakhouse that night or not. Yeah, take her there. Ask her there, yeah. Get on one knee and ask her. Yeah. That's funny. Are you planning? Are you going to go... And sell? Do you think you'll sell? Uh, they're sold out for booths at Dallas. So Already? I, oh, yeah. That sold out right when it opened. Oh. Uh, so if I did, it would be splitting a table with somebody, and they don't even know they'd split it with me yet because I haven't asked anybody. But hmm. put it on the doubtful side for vending just because I have the slabs I have right now. I don't have a lot of stuff that I feel like would be liquid like it has been in the other older cons that I went to. I do have stuff, but I don't want to sell it. It's kind of my problem. I have a bunch of CGC nine first edition wizards of the coast cards. I just don't want to sell them at the price points they're at. So yeah. um, those cards would sell pretty damn well. They always have if you price them appropriately and uh, don't feel like doing that. <laughs> like I said, at the current price points, but Dallas definitely could happen. The I'd like to go to Long Beach and vend there again. That was really fun, and uh, probably another one more other one. So probably be about four this year, out of the seven. Do you think Dallas is like a busier one? Is that why it sold out so fast? Do you think it's definitely? There's a lot of. It was their first one, I think. Dallas was the first one. They've done oh. Dallas since the beginning, I believe. Uh, actually, I think last year they changed it to Houston, but this year they brought Dallas back and now they're doing Dallas and Houston for the first time. So, but Dallas was the first ever one of two they did. They essentially did two collect cons, I think, the first year, 
or three, and uh, it's grown. But Dallas was huge. It was pretty massive, the first Ooh. one. Did we talk about the possible new one? I don't know if we're supposed to do that. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't mention I'm more comfortable talking about the CDC than in that. <laughs> <laughs> Who even said that? I don't even remember. Someone was speculating. It was Dan in uh, old school. Was it? They were speculating. Well, we overheard their conversation telling somebody rock Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. We did yep. learn some juicy stuff that weekend. It was it was really fun being around people. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Hell yeah! Hope to hope to see a lot more people out there at the next one and yeah, come say hi. I, I wish like uh, I wish Retro and Thrifty and um, Colson and you know, all the guys you know that were with DNA at the Spice Mansion. I wish they would have all come to the hotel sooner. Spent more time with them. Because their section was like right next to us, but I just felt like they were so busy all the time. It was like hard to grab them and spend time with them. So I blame, I blame Dan. Dan was supposed to go to their house, so they were chilling, waiting for him, and he kind of just sharded the bed yeah. and hung out in the lobby and didn't go. And Oh, uh, yeah, he just wanted to get away from us. That's what it was. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to leave, go here, and then he just went to the upstairs bar instead. Yeah. Well, I mean... He won the bat, so I guess that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have. I can't think of anything else that I, that I missed. I had a sucky drive in. I don't think I touched on that. I was like two and a half hours late getting. There. That's pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. So I apologize for for my uh, tardiness there. But next time, I think it'd be cool to to just soak it in. You know, maybe even maybe even take a few things and see if we could do a a few trades. You know, maybe some yeah. trade stuff. Hundred percent, man. No, yeah, nothing left for me. Um, spilled Sweet. my guts here this uh, this evening, and I definitely have enjoyed talking <laughs> to you about it. Uh, looking forward to the next one, though, man. It was a it was a Great weekend. Yeah, I'm glad we recapped on that. Um, I was excited for this conversation to kind of debrief on it. It was all going so fast and so. You know, so much happening. It, it felt like I didn't sit down the whole day. It was just, it was just nonstop. So, yeah. Thank you. Fun times. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening in, uh, watching, however it is that you're soaking this up. Uh, we really appreciate the support. You guys have been so kind and so grateful. It was awesome having people coming up to us at Collecticon and saying they recognize us and they watch us from the podcast. We love all of you. Doing this for you guys is so fun um, and, and we're really thankful. So, yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe. Bye, guys. Peace. Have a good one. <laughs>